Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about how do you return to normalcy? How do you pick up the pieces after dealing with a tragedy? We all deal with tragedies. Every single one of us has had to deal with some sort of tragedy in our life. And sometimes it can be an unexpected death. Sometimes it can be a breakup. Sometimes it can be even something like a financial, some kind of financial ruin. You know, we've all dealt with it, you know, losing your job, whatever. There's not a single person out there that escapes tragedy. It just happens because we came here to learn different things and to grow. And you don't learn when you live a life where you're comfortable all the time. I'm sorry to say that. And I know a lot of people find that hard to believe that we would pick to have certain things happen to us in our lives. But I truly believe that we do have things we have to experience in order for our soul's growth. Now that does not make it easier as you're sitting here on this side going, what do I do now? How do I pick up the pieces? How do I move on after all of this tragedy has happened? So I thought that I would do an episode today because in the wake of losing my kid's father to suicide, it leaves people with so many feelings, you know, so many questions and just wondering why and how do you go on now living a life of normalcy? Because with my own kids, now we're faced with the question of, you know, they haven't been in school all week and they need to start going back to school. They have to get through their senior year. And the question becomes, how do you return to normalcy? How do you get back into a routine How do you move on? How do you pick up the pieces? How do you manage after a tragedy? So it doesn't really matter if it was a death or if it was, you know, a breakup or a loss of a job, whatever. You have to understand how to put yourself back out there again and how to get back into the swing of things. And people always have advice that they think is, you know, just awesome. But the truth is, you have to deal with grief, loss, in your own way. And no one can tell you how long it's going to take you to get over it. And every single person is different, and every single person processes it differently. Even with my own kids, they are both so different, and they are processing this whole thing in different ways. My daughter is more of an internalization, like internalizer. She internalizes a lot of what's going on. And so she doesn't really say a whole lot. And we've had to be really diligent about making sure she doesn't just go sit in a room and isolate herself. Although she also does need some time to sit alone and to be isolated. But we just have to make sure that she's got a good mix of going and and being with people and also giving her some space to just process. And my son, on the other hand, does not want to be alone at all. Like, he does not want to be alone. He wants 
people to talk to him. He has to express what he's feeling. And it it ranges from one minute I'm crying and I'm upset and I don't understand, and the next minute I'm really mad, I'm really angry, and I just want to punch something. Those are the emotions that he's going through. So it's really hard to have to deal with those extremes, yet it's such a delicate process. Like, we have to get them through this. So she has to have her mix of being with people and her alone time so she can process and she you know does a lot of writing and like coloring and things because it's all for her like I said internally she internalizes everything going on yet my son needs you to sit there so he can talk to you you know and and be a shoulder he can cry on or redirect him to punch the punching bag that you bought for him instead of punching a door you know those are the things they need So the first thing I think you really need to understand about yourself as you're going through this process is what do you need? What are your needs? I'm creating this whole course for kids that I really want to introduce into schools that's called Mindfulness Matters, and it's all about the socio-emotional education for kids because so many kids aren't getting that at home anymore. And we really do need to introduce that into schools. And there are a lot of people who will say, well, that should be taught at home. That's not our job. But I'm sorry, if we want to educate the whole child and we want the whole child to be able to learn, we have to address those issues because they're not being addressed. And we have students every day, like my kids, who are coming into the schools with tragedy that teachers don't even know about and not knowing how to handle it. So this is super important. And one of the things that I teach in this program is that it's important for kids to understand their own needs because they have to be an advocate for themselves. They don't always have parents going around saying, this is what my child needs. And in fact, a lot of those kids don't have that. Their parents are not out there looking out for them. So they have to be able to look out for themselves. And one of the first things they have to be able to do is to know what their needs are. And a lot of people don't even know that. As an adult, you may not know what your needs are. So an important thing when trying to get back out there again and getting into the swing of things and getting through this whole grieving process, it's important to know what you need. I've had so many people saying, what can I do, what can I do, what can I do? And I I think that's so nice that people want to reach out and they want to do that. And at the same time, I don't know what to tell them to do. You know, I have to think about my own needs. You know, well, what do I need from people? And sometimes it's just been, yeah, just text me. Can I call you? Can I talk? That's all I've needed. You know, but everyone's different and everyone's needs are different. So it's super important that you, number one, know what it is that you need. And number two, know how to ask for it. So if you are like my daughter and you internalize things and you need to be alone and you need to just write in your journal, then do that. Take that time. And writing is so healing. As I was writing my book, it was an extremely cathartic experience. It was very healing to go back through and to read and revisit all of the things that I had been through. And I am very, very happy that I did that because I think it was a very important step in my healing process.
and journaling is an extremely useful tool. So if you're one of those people who feels better after they have internalized something and they kind of, you know, play around with, okay, these are my thoughts, I need to get them out, then do that. Do the journaling exercises. That's so great. If you're a person who just needs someone to talk to, make sure you find someone who you can talk to. You've got to understand what are your needs, what do you need from other people, what do you need for yourself. And the other thing I think that is so important is to stop questioning why things happen. The truth is you may never know on this earth why something happened. I will probably never know exactly what was going through my ex's mind when he did what he did. And I have to live with that and be okay with the fact that I just don't know. When you keep asking yourself why, it keeps you stuck in this, I need to have more information and I can't move on with my life if I don't know. When the truth is, it doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't matter why things happened. It doesn't mean that your life can't go on and you can't do different things. Sitting there and saying, why, 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 you're just going to drive yourself insane. So just stop doing it. Get out of that mindset of you thinking you have to know all of the answers and have all of the reasons. The truth is, it's okay not to know. It's okay not to know. You don't have to have all of the answers. I think that's the most beautiful phrase and the most beautiful gift you can give yourself is to say, I don't have to have all the answers because it takes so much pressure off of you. You don't have to have all of the answers. But so many of us are always in the need to control every aspect of our life. And when we do that, again, it's like chasing your own tail. It really is. You're sitting here looking for answers that never come because maybe it's not for you to know. So instead of asking why, instead, try to put your energy into accepting that it is what it is. Instead of saying, why are my kids not going to be able to have a dad around now? Why it's not fair? Instead, accepting it and saying, okay, this happened. It wasn't fair. We don't like it, but it is what it is. It's the truth. And now we need to start accepting it. We can't control what happens to us, but we can absolutely control how we respond to things. So if you play the victim and you say to yourself, this isn't fair and why, you're going to have a miserable life. You just are. Instead of saying, why is this happening to us? We have to change it to, why is this happening for us? There is a lesson in there. There really is. As hard as it is to imagine, you know, when it's new and it's raw, you're going to say, what's the lesson? What in the world can I possibly learn from that? Whatever. And you may be angry. But there is a lesson, and it may come to you later. Especially if you do the journaling, it may become apparent. Sometimes the lesson is simply, I learned how strong I am and I learned that I can move on and I can get on with life. 
Sometimes it's as simple as that. It's also so important during this time that you stop talking to yourself negatively. When you've had tragedy happen, even as good as you've been about paying attention to your thoughts and being positive, when something bad happens, it can cause you to totally regress and go backwards. But don't beat yourself up if that happens because you're human and you are learning. But when that happens, pay attention to your thoughts and try to change those thoughts. Instead of saying like, oh, the rest of my life is never gonna be the same and it isn't fair, change that script to my life is gonna be different now, but it can still be an awesome life. It's still a good life. And this is the next point I want to make, is that I think, and I mentioned this on previous podcasts, but I think it is so important to have gratitude. So starting a gratitude journal, if you don't already have one, is an amazing way to help you with this. Like when I find myself starting to say, it isn't fair, now I have to be solely responsible that I switch that to, I get to be the mother of two amazing children and I am extremely blessed to have that responsibility. And I take that responsibility with pride and I absolutely see them flourishing and having a beautiful life and I can't wait to see what they do with it. We have to flip that script. It's easy to fall into the woe is me and I can't do this. You can't let yourself do that. You've got to pay attention to your thoughts. Be mindful. Be in the present moment. Because anybody, anyone who's ever had tragedy could choose to just give up. Just curl up on the couch. If you read my book, you know I say you curl up on the couch with a carton of ice cream. But don't do that. Don't do that. You don't want to be the Debbie Downer. And there's so many good things still to happen, still to come in life. I'm convinced that my first 42 years were a struggle because my last are going to be freaking amazing. It's not to say that I will never have challenges, but just in changing the way that I view life and the way that I view my circumstances and the things that happen around me has made life a lot easier for me. And there are a lot of things you can do after a tragedy. You can take that tragedy and turn it into something amazing. You know, a lot of people turn tragedies for them into awesome opportunities for others. They either turned their loved one's memory into a beautiful scholarship or they formed organizations to help people. I remember that TV show America's Most Wanted. I used to love watching that all of the time. And John Walsh, he was, uh, he was the victim of a tragedy. His son was abducted and murdered. And he could have, after that, said, what's the point of life and just wanted to curl up. And he didn't. Study created this TV show to help assist law enforcement so that they could find criminals. They could find and help solve unsolved cases. I mean, how great is that? And another person, Cindy Leitner, 
she had a tragic loss, but she turned it into an organization, Mothers of Drunk Drivers, and she used it to help educate others about the dangers of drinking and driving. And I think I even remember when we were in grade school they and high school, they always had Mad come out and talk to us. And I actually think it was called Mothers Against Drunk Driving. But they would come out and, and do all of these events. And, you know, you never know how many lives they saved because they turned a tragedy into something positive. And even just me being open and honest and telling you guys what happened because, you know, I could have gotten on here and just said, well, my children's dad passed away and and not really gone into detail, but something just said, no, like, be honest, just be open with what's happening. And the only reason that I wouldn't would be for my kids' benefit, you know, to protect them, but they don't listen to my podcast and they don't have friends who listen to my podcast. So I thought, okay, you need to be honest with this because there may be others who are suffering or maybe your message needs to be heard by someone. And sure enough, all of these people reached out and said, I know exactly what you're going through. I went through the same thing, even family members. I had a family member reach out and say when I was 11, you know, my sibling committed suicide and I had forgotten totally that that had happened and because it's like a family member by marriage and I thought you know there's so many people who are affected by this there really really are and I've always thought that there should be some kind of stronger and and bigger movement when it comes to mental illness and mental health and suicide prevention and we have a lot of really great things out there but I just think we're so far behind where we should be it should be normal to talk about your mental health. It's not anything to be embarrassed or ashamed about. First of all, much of that is hereditary. And I know that it definitely was on his side of the family. But it's also treatable if you are consistent and get the right help. It's a difficult thing to treat and difficult to diagnose because there's so many different kinds of medications out there and you have to find the right one. So it takes diligence and it can be frustrating, but it's worth taking the time to make sure that you're getting the help you need. (coughs) Excuse me. So we can take this tragedy and turn it into something good. You can turn it into something that helps others. And I say, of course, do that. Of course, that's what we should be doing. And I'm so thankful for all of the people who did do that and who have done that. Because we have so many amazing organizations from people who turned their tragedies into triumphs. And the main thing that you really need to remember is that when you go through something that's life-altering, it takes time to get through it. Grief is a process. And I did a podcast about this a while ago. So if you're suffering and going through that, go back and listen to it because I talked to you about all of the stages of grief and how to get through them. And there's so many stages, you know, you'll have denial and then anger and then like the final stage is acceptance. But the thing is, you'll go back and forth sometimes through those different stages. You know, you'll feel like feel better and then all of a sudden something triggers you and it can be 
something little, something like going through your phone and then seeing a text from that person or seeing their name. You know, that happened to me, you know? I was going through and like, oh my gosh, I sent him a text that morning, not knowing that he was already gone. And that those kinds of things can trigger you. And for some people, they even can put you into like a panic attack. I know my kids, that's one of the things that they've dealt with is panic attacks. You know, when their emotions come on, it's like they just go into full-on panic attack mode. And when that starts, they have to help them to breathe and then tell them to think of five things in the room. It's like you have to redirect their brain to stop the brain from going into that panic attack. But you have to have patience with yourself and you have to really understand that it's a process and use the tools that you have. There's so many great tappings out there and meditations and journaling exercises, so many awesome things. In fact, my program, Love Your Life, has so many really great tools that you can use. So if you're feeling like I'm stuck in this pattern Go and get that program. You know, the rest of February, it's on sale for $33. And I don't know. I may extend that. I feel like I should run some kind of special to help those who are going through grief. I just feel like it's weighing on my heart, like maybe running a specific session for grief, a coaching session or something. I don't know. I do feel like I need to do something and extend some kind of special to help those who are going through it as well because it's tough. It's really tough and it can be easy to be stuck in this cycle of pain, but you don't have to be. Absolutely don't have to be. It takes work, but if you work it, then the universe will work with you and you can turn everything around. I truly believe that. So have patience with yourself and don't forget to call on your team to help you. You have an entire spiritual team out there ready to help you. Check out the tools that are free out there. If you sign up for my website, you can get a free morning and evening meditation. And those meditations really do help. It helps you to clear your mind before you go to bed or when you get up in the morning. Clear your energy. Got some energy clearing meditations out there. Do all of those things. But don't just sit there and not do anything because you're going to stay stuck in this black hole that you're not going to be able to get out of. Do something to help yourself. It's, you're worth it, okay? It's worth it. Whether that's booking a coaching session or some people find doing past life regressions or healing or taking the Love Your Life course, whatever you need to do, or, or getting my book. I keep talking about how my book is helpful, you know, and it's about divorce, but honestly... It's about loss. It's about life-changing events that change you, but you allowing them to change you for the better. So if you've ever gone through anything, you don't have to be a woman. It doesn't have to be divorce. It can just be any moment in your life where you experience something dark. This book can help you. And I truly, truly believe that it was meant to be out there. And, you know, again, I... The timing, it's not lost on me that the timing is incredibly ironic. No, my ex-husband was not upset about the book. 
I'm, I'm sure he wasn't like overjoyed that he was in it, but I don't mention his name and I don't, I'm not picking on him. I'm just retelling things from what happened from my point of view. And he was already aware of that and, you know, had already apologized and I apologized to him and we had already made peace about everything. So I have no, no doubt in my mind that, you know, we were good. We really were. And I just ask, as you're continuing to say prayers for my children, that you extend some prayers and love and light for him as well. I don't believe that people who commit suicide go to hell, and in fact, I don't believe in the traditional hell that we've all been taught about. I believe that his soul has gone to the other side and was greeted, and he has to review his life and see all of the choices he made and how they've affected other people and how he could have made different choices. So he needs healing as well. So I ask that you would not only continue to keep my children and I in your prayers and your thoughts, but his family and him as well. And I sincerely appreciate all of your well wishes, your prayers, positive vibes, everything. We have felt this so much. I want to thank you so much for that. And I want to thank you for being understanding, for me taking a break. I am... I don't believe that I will do a Facebook Live next week, but I will resume my schedule the week after. So those of you who have been on my Facebook Lives, let me know whether you liked the single card reading or the, I did for the first time on my last reading, I did a stack of cards and did a message around like topics like money and love and just general, general messages. So if you like that, please let me know because I will take that into consideration for the next week's uh, Facebook Live. I want to thank you so much for joining me every day. I really, really, truly appreciate you. And the best compliment you can give me is to refer me to other people, either my podcast or my services or my book. Uh, If you bought my book and you really like it, please go and leave a review for me. I would really appreciate that. It will only take you five minutes, but it might be the difference between my book getting to people who need it or not getting to people who need it because the more the book is reviewed, the more people see it. So I really appreciate those of you who've already done that. And those of you, if you would, I would really greatly appreciate it. I'm still running the contest that if you purchase my book and you take a picture of yourself on your social media with my book and you tag me in it, I will enter you to win a free session with me and I am going to pick the winners March 14th. I have had several people enter, and you can get more than one entry if you do the picture on Facebook, that's one entry. Instagram would be their second entry. If you do Twitter, that's a third. So uh, easy way to win a free reading with me. Also, I am still doing readings and sessions and everything, so if you'd like to work with me, don't hesitate to reach out. On my website, you can find all of the services I offer as well as where to purchase them. And when you're ready to book your session, just contact me and we will set it up for you. I meet with everyone through Zoom in all of my sessions, which is an online video chat program. I want to thank you so much to those of you who have subscribed to my podcast, who've left reviews, who've shared it with others. Please keep doing that. That is so helpful. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
And if you just want to reach out to me, don't hesitate. All of my contact information is in the description to the podcast. I love hearing from you. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Or if you'd like to work with me but you're not sure how, just reach out to me. Thank you, everyone. I hope that you have an amazing day that is filled with so many blessings. Just know that you can do this. You can get through this. You're going to be okay. You're going to be more than okay. You're going to have an amazing life. And I truly believe that. So thank you all. I love you all. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye.